Imagine that the creator of the universe, the creator of all life, the one who has all power, all knowledge, and who is deeply concerned with you and desires for you to join him at his coffee table. At God's coffee table, we will be sharing insights about God, the Bible, life challenges, and we want to provide an answer to any questions, concerns, or thoughts you may have. Prepare your hearts and minds as we take our seat at God's coffee table. Welcome to God's coffee table. I'm Pastor Ray, and this is God's coffee table. I'm really excited about today's um, broadcast for a number of reasons. Um, the subject matter, um, giving God glory, and just talking about God and His magnificence, His awesomeness, and how we, um, I don't want to, I hate using the word tap into His power, but how we can, um, what will be the word I'm looking for? Um, be, become, actually we're blessed because of Him. And that's what it comes down to. Um, also, today is the first day that we are going to be using this broadcast, and we are going to podcast this as well. I don't understand the fullness of podcasts, but uh, I'm understanding that um, the audience that we can reach through podcasts is a great audience out there. And um, looking forward to um, hearing from podcasters and stuff like that, and also introduce them to um, God's coffee table. But before we do that, I'm going to introduce my panel um, brother and friend, um, and um, then we're going to talk about um, the podcast for just a minute because, uh, again, these, um, this new group, of, this new audience don't, have never been subjected or exposed to us, and I want to introduce our three objectives to them, and then we're going to get back into our subject about learning how to deal with the attacks and the uh, schemes of the devil and how not just to deal with them and stand, but actually destroy them and their effects upon us, our families, our marriages, and so forth. But with that, I'm going to introduce, um, again, my brother and my friend, uh, Minister Xavier Heisel. Heisel, thank you. Thank you. You bug me that a little bit? I do. Heisel? I, I don't know why. <laughs> well, um, I'm Xavier. Um, just, a, just a man, you know out to do uh, God's work, you know, just continue walking with the Lord. I'm, I'm beyond grateful for my brother, friend, Ray Munoz. Um, he has done so much for me since we, since we met uh, about three, four years ago. And um, just trying to continue in that and um, just grateful for what God has done in my life with this, with this broadcast, God's Coffee Table, my at-home ministry and in my everyday life. Um, Real excited about you know what God is 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 doing is doing through us and continues to do with me in my personal life and just looking forward to you know just keep striving. Amen. Um, again, because we are introducing this to a new audience, I'm going to uh, read and talk about for just a little bit our three objectives as what we're trying to accomplish here at God's Coffee Table. Um, so as soon as they come up, I'm going to read them up to you. Um, our three objectives of God's coffee table is to share insights of the Bible. Um, insights, how do I explain insights? You know, when you read the Bible, okay, there are different levels, there are different, um, 
understandings of the Bible and, and those scriptures that you are reading. Sometimes we skip over some of the things. Sometimes we don't take time to really digest and to um, tear apart the word, not for uh, to find fault in it, but to really start to gravitate to get a deeper understanding. And there are some things that um, we have gleaned through the years um, as a pastor and minister and my other guest panelists as they come that um, is exciting and it's not necessarily a new thing, but it's, it's an insight that we have gained and that we would like to share with you guys as well. Um, there's a lot of examples of that. Um, what we're doing now, for instance, the, the theme that we're on is um, we're not to be ignorant of the schemes and devices of the devil. Um, now that's good scripture, but what does that mean? Right. And, and so we, we said, you know, we're, we're going to set ourselves to break the word down to make it applicable in our lives, and not only applicable, so that we will have the best lives that God has prepared for us, because he's already done it. We just got to walk it out. But how we walk it out is, again, how much of the word we know, how much time we spend with God, our relationship. There's a number of things that we have to do as well. And one of the things that we are going to attempt to do on this podcast, as well as the, the live Facebook and the YouTube, is to present it um, an insight that you may not have seen before and that we, we will gain as well. Because as you guys text us, or not text us, um, do the Facebook comments and stuff like that, it helps us because now we have an understanding of where you guys are at, uh, your guys' comments. Hmm? The interaction. Right, the interaction and also the comments that you guys give us. It, it actually, um, I'm, I'm going to say this, a lot of times it's more insightful than what we got. <laughs> you know, we don't know it all. And, and I'm not going to pretend to say we know it all because we're still working this out. We are growing together in this walk of ours. So again, the first one is that we want to share insights in the Bible. The second objective or second goal that we have is to give you the tools needed for uh, a victorious life. Now, this is what I just told you about. Like, for example, um, knowing how the enemy attacks knowing his, his devices, his schemes. And we've identified uh, a multitude of some of the ploys that he uses. He uses doubt. He uses fear. He uses your emotions. He uses lies. He uses um, your lust, your pride, unforgiveness. There are a, a multitude of different things that he uses against us to make us turn away from God, to stop believing in God, to stop walking with God. And um, we want to identify them but not only identify them, we want to destroy them. Utterly, completely destroy them. So that way, when, the, when these things come at you, you've already experienced victory over them. It, it should not be as effectual against you. Okay? So again, um, the second goal is that we will give you the tools necessary that you could have a victorious life. The third goal um, is to answer any questions about the Bible or and life. Now, that is totally on you. <laughs> it really is. I mean, we will present things like um, marriages. We will present things like, um, um, we talked about ghosts one time. We talked about other things on this thing. Should Christians believe in ghosts? What about extraterrestrials? Uh, what about um, praying in tongues? And what about is the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the prophet, the 
evangelist, pastor, and teacher, are those still in effect today? What is the unpardonable sin? Um, is there a heaven and a hell? Um, does the devil really exist? You know, these are questions that are about the Bible, but we also want to talk about life issues as well. You know, how do you become a better husband or a better father or a better um, wife or, or mother or sister or brother, whatever the situation is? Um, how do you uh, get to a point when you are struggling with something, let's say uh, forgiveness, and um, you don't know how to do it? These are some of the things that we want to talk about, we want to share with you, and that's where we need your uh, direction as to how are we going to go in these areas. So the third objective is basically on you. We will present things um, as we are led to do that, but if you have a question, uh, I remember somebody asked about um, sin. Is there, are there levels of sin, or is there a sin that's worse than another? And um, it's very, for me, it's, it's a very simple answer. And the answer is, for what sin would you want to go to hell for? You know, sin is sin. If you want to try to categorize it and make one worse than another, um, you can do that as long as you like. But again, with, in God's eyes, sin is sin. You know, and we talked about how do you defeat sin in your life. Um, and we could revisit that, and we will revisit that later. And for those of you that are joining us in podcast um, for this particular broadcast, uh, we are going on our Facebook page. You will see some of the archived uh, broadcasts, and in those you can see some of the things, especially within the last month, I'm going to say, you can see where we talked about sin. We talked about lies. We talked about um, different areas that already being, uh, that we've already addressed as far as how do you defeat them in your life. Now, having said all that, again, I welcome our podcast audience. Uh, I'm so excited about this, and I, and I really don't have a clue how it works. <laughs> you know, um, YouTube has everything up there already. Um, I just got informed by uh, my technical crew over here. Um, but I want to talk about an initial attack of the enemy. Okay, now, according to scriptures in Corinthians, we are not to be ignorant of the schemes and devices of the enemy. Okay, the enemy being Satan, being the world, being anything that is not God. Would that be a true statement? Anything that's not God, is that, is that an enemy to us? Um, that's a broad statement, but I don't see how it's incorrect, but scripturally, uh, friendship with the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, it you can you can put it in that category. I, I mean, I would agree with it. You know. Yeah, I just you know because it is such a broad uh, term, people are saying, well, you know, what do you got to be hiding in church all day long and <laughs> stuff like that? No, absolutely yeah. not. We are to be of, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense to you, and what it's saying is. We are not to hold on to this world so tight that we follow the world's standards, that we follow their programs, their agendas. We try to get the world's approval instead of God's approval. Right. You know, so those things are the things that we're talking about as far as that is concerned. But again, what I want to look at today, okay, and we already started this, but as we've been studying this, I've noticed that there is a pattern forming 
in the scriptures regarding an, initial, an attack from the enemy. Okay, and in this portion, we're going to introduce a, a theme. It's, it's called overcoming the initial attack. Okay, now when you have something that be, that's coming against you, the initial attack, it could be sickness, it could be um, finances, it can be lies, it could be rejection, it could be a number of different things in which we talked about lust, um, pride of life, um, even knowledge can be an attack or, or your um, intelligence could be an, uh, an issue with, with um, God as well. But what we're looking at is overcoming the initial attack basically is this. The enemy's coming. You get hit. Okay? How do you stand at that particular moment? What is it that you do so you can withstand that, that thrust? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw it to you uh, first. Um, well, actually, no. Um, on the screen, you're going to see it says overcoming the initial attack. Okay, the first thing that you're going to see, and I, I, again, as I've been looking at this, I have seen a pattern forming or things that we can employ at, in any type of attack. And the first thing that, I have, that we have recognized is you got to check your emotions. Okay, and we talked about this when we were talking about lies. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, you know, when you hear uh, somebody lying about you or whatever, the first thing you want to do is get angry. You want to get vengeance. You might get hurt. You know, all of these different emotions can come into play. Um, when you are getting a, a bad report, a medical report, you can get become fearful. You become anxious. Um, let me say, what are some of the other things? Um, you start, how do I say this? E you start planning for the worst. Yeah, that's our that's our first first uh, action. You know, start you know being negative about whatever it is that we hear. Right. So again, you have all of these things that are coming at you, and I really believe that the Lord is saying to us: Do not allow your emotions to dictate your actions. Okay. Even though you may have fear, do not walk run in that fear. Now, again, how do you do, how do you beat fear? You know, and we're, we're going to talk about those things as well. Um, but your emotional state really needs to be under some type of control or disciplined so you don't run wild. Um, the second thing, and you're going to see it here, it says, examine what God is trying to reveal to you. Um, is uh, reveal to you about an area in your life that you need to change or is this truly just an attack from Satan? Okay, that's a lot of words. Basically, it comes down to this. Check yourself. <laughs> yeah. Check yourself. Is what is happening, this an initial attack, right? Is there cause for it in your life? If I go to Dunkin' Donuts, which... I don't particularly like Dunkin' Donuts. I like other donuts better. But um, I shouldn't say that, but it's true. Um, and I eat six donuts every day. Okay? And I start getting my sugars are out of whack. You know, I put on 400,000 pounds um, and all of this stuff. I, I, I wheeze when I'm walking or even when I'm sitting or whatever. The, the cause 
besides the fact that we live in a cursed world with sickness and disease, is part, partially my, re my fault as well. Mm -hmm. Because I have not taken care of this body. Right? And um, some other situations too. Um, your spouse, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Fred and, and Mary over here. They are fictitious people because I will not talk about real people. And I, I remember something else that I, I say all the time. Never leave a negative. If you're, going, if you're going to mention somebody by name, always put a blessing on it. Don't ever leave a negative. So Fred and, let's say Fred? Mm -hmm. That's okay. Fred and Mary. Okay. Fred and Mary, um, Mary comes up to Fred and says, I want a divorce. And Fred is like, why? I go to work. I, I make sure that you have money and stuff like that. Yeah. Fred, you're a drunk. Fred, you are mean. You are abusive. Um, you really don't respect or honor her. All of these things are part, are, are part of this because you had a part in it. You, crea you, crea you helped create this situation. So again, so, so the second thing that you do is first you check your emotions. The second thing is you check yourself. Mm -hmm. Is there a cause that I have created or that I have participated in that have caused this event to happen in my life. Um, let's let's uh, look at a, a financial attack, okay? Now there's a lot of ways that people get financially attacked. Some are just not good stewards of the money, okay? Let's just be honest. Uh, I was not a good steward of my money when I was younger and stuff like that. You know, I had money and it's like, oh wow, this, this, is, this is play money. And I would, you know, blow money and stuff like that. But I've learned to discipline and my wife has taught me as well to, to do better with money. Um, so again, these are some things. Um, trusting in systems that you have no control over as well is, very, is, is um, sometimes detrimental to you. Not all the time. Um, let me see, finances, um, you got any, how finances can be, how do you deal with these situations? Uh, like if, if rent is due, you know, if uh, rent is due or, you know, kids need something that's, you know, real important, you know. Yeah, they have to have that $200 pair. Of, um, they don't say gym shoes no more, do they? Yeah. Oh, they still say gym shoes? Sneakers, yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I thought that was just too old. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> okay. You know, they have to have these, I'm going to age myself, Jordans. That's not aging. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's, 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 that's yeah. still up there? Okay, I, I'm, I'm all right then. Okay, or the Nike, I know Nikes, the, yeah. Nikes are okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so again, you know, is that being a good steward when you know that your rent is coming due next week, but you got to get this for the kids, or um, I'm gonna use myself for example mm -hmm. right now because I have a grandson, he's two years old and you know, I love all my grandkids, and, and they are so special to me. But I saw at this one particular store a mobile, you know, remote where they use the gas and all that, tank. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tank. And this thing was like four feet wide, and it was like six feet long. The turret turned, and it actually shot out 
projectiles and it had a machine gun thing on there. I thought, oh, that is really, really cool. And he's only two years old. The other ones are already grown up and, you know, I can't get that for them because they'll look at me like, Papa, you know, I'm 14. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not going to get right. into a little tank, you know. <laughs> but it was quite expensive. And he was like, man, I should, I should do it. And it's like, no, wisdom says, first of all, he's too young. Secondly, you know, um, I have to get permission from the parents. You just mm -hmm. don't bring something to them that's not using wisdom, you know, and say, hey, I got this for them. Um, so again, finances and stuff like that, you can be a major contributor to a tax financially, okay? So again, I, I want you to see that, um, okay, lies and deception, okay? Um, people are, are, are making statements about you, and they're saying that you are this, you are that, and whatever, okay? I'm going to say this. As smooth as you may think you are, or as clever and as cunning as you may think you are, and you are doing something that is maybe morally, ethically wrong, right? It's going to be identified. You, there, no one is, um, a scripture says anything that can be revealed will be revealed. This will come out. And sometimes somebody will come up to you, not in a judging manner, but saying, you, you know, you need to leave that alone. You know, whether it's um, drugs, whether it's, uh, um, uh, you got to change your, how you deal with people, your, your abusive manner, your unforgiveness, your bitterness, or whatever the situation is. Right? And you just get mad. Just outright get mad. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe I am bitter. Maybe I am abusive. Maybe I should not be messing around over here doing this because, first of all, it's wrong. Secondly, it's not beneficial to me. Thirdly, it's not hidden. And I am the cause of this as well. I'm going to say this. You don't know this because you're too young. Um, many, many years ago, there was a guy on TV. His name was Flip Wilson. You're right. Huh? Yes, I said you're right. You're right. I don't know. Uh, you're right. <laughs> and he was a comedian, and he would come on, and one of his taglines or one of his things that he would say is, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. But he did it in a high, high-pitched voice. I, I can't do it. I'm going to hurt my throat. But um, the devil made me do it. That's a lie. It's an outright lie. The devil may tempt you. The devil may promote this. But guess what? You chose to do it. You chose to be this way. You chose to do this. Now, some things you need to get some, I'm going to say, professional help. Sometimes you need counseling. Sometimes you need counselors. But what we're going to show you is how to do it God's way as well. Okay? So those were the, the first two things. Well, check your emotions. Examine yourself. The third one is see what the Word of God says about your situation. Okay? See what the Word of God says about your situation. When you hear a bad report about your health, right, and you're overwhelmed with these things, what does God's word say about your health? What does he say about your healing? 
What does he say about his love, his mercy, his grace? What does he say about his manifestations by the Holy Spirit to, to get you out of these situations? Now, am I talking about miracles? Yes. Am I talking about um, supernatural impartation of power within your life, within your body, for the healing process to happen? Absolutely. Am I talking about um, praying for your doctors that they will have the wisdom, the understanding, the proper medicine, the proper prescriptions to cause you to, to cause the body to start healing in a much quicker manner? Absolutely. Um, so, what does what does the Word of God say about this situation? Okay, um, marriage. We've been talking about marriage quite a bit. What does the Word say about a marriage that's in trouble? Well. When I, when I think about that, I go to Proverbs. I go to Proverbs chapter um, 5, verse uh, 8 and 9. I want to say 8 and 9. It could be eight, 18 and 19. But um, where it says, As a loving hind and a graceful doe, let your fountain be blessed. Um, let her uh, satisfy you at all times and be enraptured with each other's love. That's a promise from God. That's the word, what the Word of God says about your marriage, that the two shall be one, they shall be in harmony, they shall be in, in, in love. The book of Songs of Solomon talks about marriage. It's very, very sensual, yeah. outside the poetic, <laughs> yeah. right? But it talks about the intimacy the, between the husband and the wife. And when you look at the Word of God, and you see the God is saying, hey, you can have the best marriage after this. After you learn what God says about this. But so, see, what I want to say about that is we don't, a lot of us really don't, we haven't been taught, taught like that, you know, to go to the word of God about what it says about our situation. And that's probably the reason why they, we, we, we run to other resources to get answers. Because if we was taught to go to the word of God, and then not only just look at what it says, but actually believe it, what you're saying is ultimately powerful, you know, um, about marriage. You know, it also says that what, what, what God brings together, let no man separate, you know. So it's like if, if that's being said and, you know, something, even, even if you're not a Christian, uh, a traditional thing for being married is, um, what's the traditional thing that they say? Um, they, they, they use the name of God when they bring the wife and husband together, mm -hmm. you know, even if they don't believe it, but that's ultimately what it is. That's ultimately what, what marriage is. A, you know, um, wife and, uh, wife and husband come together in for, for, for God's purpose, you know? So I think that if we were taught to go to the Bible about any particular situation and actually uh, believe what the Bible is saying, it can do so much. It can change so much. You know, if it comes to sickness, if it comes to your children, if it comes to your your marriage, your family, anything like that. Uh, if we believe what the word of God is saying about the situation, that alone can help change it. You know, it might not be on our time, which is something that we always believe. It's we always believe that's the way that, that it should be. You know, on our time, but really, it's on God's timing, and we have to just. Let God be God, ultimately. You know, um, as it just so happens today, 
uh, I talked to a, a gentleman who asked me uh, if I would consider marrying him and his fiancée. And um, he knows a little bit about me, um, but his brother, who um, is, was my, I guess, contact person with this, with this gentleman, um, says, well, you know, Ray doesn't just marry people. And um, the reason is exactly for what you said. Um, and when I talked to this gentleman this, this afternoon, uh, I said, you got to understand something. I just don't marry anybody because they ask. I, I won't do that. I said, but if you are telling me that you want a minister, a pastor, uh, or somebody like that to marry you, I have, to under, I have to first understand or accept the fact that you're saying you want to introduce God in this marriage as well. Because if, it, if it's just, I want to get married, go to the justice of the peace. <laughs> go to, um, on board a ship and get the, the captain to do it and stuff like that. But when you ask, because marriage is, is so intertwined with God, it should be intertwined with God, uh, a, a religious person to do this, right? It should be with the intent to have God be part of your marriage. And I won't marry somebody if they say, well, I just, I just need somebody to marry me. Okay, well, go find somebody else. I'm not going to do it. I just refuse to do it because I take the blessings from God of, with marriage extremely serious. And if I am speaking... Um, in the name of God, right? And I know that they're just playing. I ain't going to do it. And I have told couples, I'm not marrying you. You know, and they look at me like, "What? You, you lost your mind. You know, I'm, I just want to get married. It's like, well, if you just want to get married, go ahead and get married. But yeah. if you want God in your marriage, now I can help you. You know, so, okay, um, we're, we're going off a little bit. Um, see what the Word of God says about your situation. Uh, there is a book here, and we've had it out before. And you can get this at the, like the dollar stores and different things like that. And it's, um, they're called uh, God's Promises books. There are all kinds of different names for it. Um, like I said, you could get it for a dollar. And if you look in there, it's under topics. And you can see it talks about marriage. What does God say about marriage? What does God say about healing? What does God say about forgiveness? What does God say about doubt? What does God say about finances? It's in these books. It's not the Bible, but it is the Bible. It's parts of the Bible, and it's put in a manner in which you can see, oh, well, God says that I, I can have great health. He says, I want you, your soul to prosper as you prosper. So he's not just talking about money. He's talking about your soul. He's talking about you physically as well. So there's resources out there that you can use. You can also talk to people who have gone through a few things. You know, like... Um, how did you, I remember that Fred and Mary, and you go to Fred and Mary, how did you guys get through this? You know, was it just uh, counselors and stuff like that? If they're really, really, really want the best, you're going to go to the best, being God. So, again, that's another thing. Um, another thing as far as this overcoming the initial attack, it is pray, believe with expectation. Uh, I'm going to skip that right now because we're going to come back to that, okay? Um, 
And I'm going to tell you why, because we only have about, about half an hour more to go. Um, another part or thing that we can employ and stand, that you know you can stand against this attack, is to call out the army of God to join you in prayer. When we pray together, right, there's power, there's strength, there is a, uh, a uh, multiplication of power. Scripture says one will put a thousand in the fight. Two ten thousand, three a hundred thousand, um, and when for flight it means that you're going to be able to, that they're they're going to come at you, but they're not going to stay there. They're going to end up being pushed back. Mm -hmm. They're going to, in fact, the scripture says that they, though they come at me one way, they're going to flee seven. They're going to be so broken up. The attack is going to be thwarted. The attack is not going to have an effectual um, result that they want, and it's actually going to splinter them. Their attack is going to fall away, but you got to you know you got to learn how to do this. What we're talking about overcoming the initial attack, we're talking about spiritual warfare. That's what it, that's what it comes down to. You are in a war, and we're giving you the weapons, the tactics to destroy the enemy's not only his tactics, but to actually destroy the attack coming against you, your family, your marriage, your children, your finances, your health, whatever the situation is. God has an answer for it. But you, as, as um, my brother said, you got to learn what these are. You just can't stay there and say, I'm a Christian. You can't hurt me. <laughs> okay. Let me know how that works for you. Okay? But um, call out the army of God. And we're going to break these down a little bit more. But we're going to go back to that prayer, believe, with expectation. Okay? The next thing, or one of the other things, and these are common things that you can do. They're common. You know, it, it could be used in, in many different situations. Fat, I put it this way. I say, fast for the supernatural. Fast. That's a word that people do not like. Okay, fast for the supernatural. I got to give up something? I got to deny myself something? Well, yeah, if you want to look at it that way. But that's why I put it the way I put it. It was fast for the supernatural. What you are doing when you fast is you're giving up your natural, your natural food for a supernatural result. God honors true fasting. Okay? He doesn't really like when I'm fasting because I want to lose weight in addition to my prayer. Right, right. You know, in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword, able to pierce between the soul and the spirit, between bone and marrow. And get this, is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. You know, I, I like could... that scripture. Huh? I said I love that scripture. It's awesome. Yeah. Is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. You could say... I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast lunch for three weeks because I love God. Because I want to get closer to God. Because I want to be better. Right? But your intent really is well, if I skip lunch, I can have a big breakfast, then I can have a better uh, dinner, and in the meantime, I, I might lose some weight. Your thought really wasn't about getting closer to God. It wasn't about 
uh, having a, a particular answer met. It was for, for personal gain. Okay? Don't play with God. If you play him, he's going to know. And he ain't going to like it. That's just the bottom line. Um, another aspect of this, and this is something, again, uh, to stand against the initial thrust of the attack, is ask the Lord to give you strength, peace, understanding, guidance, help, whatever you need while you're going through this situation. Okay? Because you're going to need that. You're going to need that. You're going to need him to undergird you. You're going to need him sometimes to hold you. You're going to need sometimes for uh, him to, to tell you it's going to be okay. As we do with our children when they're hurt and when they're wounded, when they're going through some stuff. You, we, we cuddle them, we hold them, we hug them. We say, it's going to be okay. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how hard you are. Everyone can benefit from that type of affection, that type of love, that type of guidance, that type of help. You know, so these are, again, just some of the things that we're looking at as far as overcoming the initial attack or basically standing and not falling with the first wave of attack. Now you have understanding of, okay, well, wait a minute, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, you know what? And as you learn these things, and as you get stronger, when the first wave hits you, it's like, okay, no big deal. Um, as I'm speaking about this, I'm, I'm taking back uh, many, many years ago when my, when my daughter Samantha was little. And she had to be, I don't know, I want to say three or four years old. Maybe I'm, I'm missing on the age. And we went to this uh, park in Ohio, and it's called, um, I don't know you remember the name of it. It's, it's been closed down. It was in Aurora. Um, uh, SeaWorld? And they, but they had this, this part of the park, and it had a wave pool. I don't know if you know what Are a wave pool is. talking about Geauga Lake? Geauga Lake. That's it. Oh. Geauga Lake. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I love it. I used to go there all the time when I was little. Okay. Well, it's gone now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had this wave pool. Mm -hmm. it, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was holding, well. Oh, no, that was another time. <laughs> this, that, this is my son, Jeremy, reminding me that he got, he got stuck underneath the raft with the wave pool and stuff, too. You know, we've, we've had some really interesting times with my, with my kids, and yeah. uh, I just thank God that they still love me, because, <laughs> you know, um, some of the stuff that we did and uh, some of the things that I did in, mm -hmm. in the understanding of trying to have a good life for them and fun life, I put them in some situations where it's like, ah, you know, might have not been the most wise things to do. Yeah, yeah. And I do get reminded of it at times, you know, by them. Um, so, yeah, and Jeremy had a, a couple experiences and ended up in the hospital with one of them and really bad clot in his leg. But in this one particular thing, and again, this I'm, I'm looking at this wave of attacks. Um, we The way that this this wave pool works is it will build up water and people will walk into the, the, pond, the pool and then you will hear a horn blow. And as this horn blow, a, wave, a couple waves will come out 
and the waves would hit you, and it knocked over a lot of people. And um, my daughter was little, and I was holding her, and she said, Dad, do not let my face get wet. And she was adamant, do not let my face get wet. So Jugga Lake, um, that was, that went under, and Jeremy got trapped. That, that's one of them, too. Um, I've done a lot of things to my kids. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to say this publicly to everybody who's listening and those that are in our podcast audience. I, was a, I'm, I am a good dad. I've done some stupid things, though. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing for a couple of reasons, but it's bringing back a lot of memories, and yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. That okay, was fun. so going back to this attack on the waves. Okay, so I'm holding her, and she's firm. Do not let my face get wet, and she was loving it because the waves were hit, and I have strong legs, so I, I was able to stand against these things, and wave after wave would come. And she was just laughing. People were bouncing off us and stuff like that. She thought it was funny. This one particular bell, or the, the, the alarm sounded. And we were about the same place we were. But for whatever reason, that wave just kept rising and rising and rising. Now I'm looking at this wave above my head coming at us. <laughs> <laughs> it hit us so hard. I went over, my, my daughter went over, <laughs> she was so mad. I told you not to let my face get wet. And I'm, I'm telling you this is because there is no wave that the enemy can present to you that should knock you off your feet if you get grounded and you learn how to war in this spiritual warfare. Okay, It's not your strength. It is not your ability. It is God's given a manifestation of his power, his love, his mercy, and his grace. He can prepare you so that you will stand in the, in the midst of whatever wave is coming and not fall. Okay, we use that funny little story, but the reality of it is we should be able to stand mm -hmm. at any time. Now, somebody's going to say, well, pastor... Scripture says that a righteous man falls seven times. You're right. They do fall seven times according to the scriptures. But you know what? They get up. Get up. That's the second part of that scripture. You get up. You don't stay down. You learn. You move. You go forward. And there's a lot of things we're going to talk about. Now, I need to go back just for a little bit about, um, again, in overcoming the initial attack, the fourth one down that we're looking at is pray, believe with expectation. Now, why do I want to stay on that? Okay? The reason is, most of us, and I'm using myself in, in this as well, really do not know how to pray. The apostles, when they were walking with Jesus, living with Jesus, sharing communion with Jesus, having a relationship as brothers, they themselves asked the Lord, Lord, teach us how to pray. What they're saying is, we can pray, but I want to pray better. I want to pray the way I should be praying. 
and teach us how to pray. For a, uh, for a little bit of time that we have left, um, Minister Xavier and I are going to talk about prayer. Because effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, according to James, right? Uh, the, the, the prayers of a, a righteous man are effectual. If, uh, I'm the effectual prayer, the, the, the effectual <laughs> fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Right. Um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Does that mean that maybe we pray in a way that's not effectual? If the righteous man's prayers are fervent and effectual, can we make our prayer more effectual as well? Yes. Absolutely. Um, how do you do that? We talked about prayer before, and we talked about how all prayer is effectual to a point. Yes. But you can make your prayer much more impactful, much more uh, potent, if you will, uh, by employing a few things in your prayer, in your prayer life. Um, one is when you pray, you pray in the name of whom? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. No one can come to the Father but through the Son. Uh, when you pray in my name, um, you pray in my name to the Father. I mean, there's a lot of references that talks about Jesus being the key, the doorway to the Father and to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely true. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but if you look at the Scriptures, it's not just the Father answering prayer. Jesus also answers prayer, and so does the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of people will say, well, you got to pray to the Father and leave Jesus out of it. They just use him as a gateway or doorway to prayer. Um, very few people actually pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. You know... They, they relegate him as the third God or the third part of the triune Godhead. Uh, is it really just words you're saying or the faith behind them? I have no idea. Is it really just words you're saying or the faith behind them? As far as prayer? I think. I think that's where they're going with that. Um, is it really just words you're saying or... Okay, that's the second part of what I'm saying here. Prayer, comma, belief with expectation. Because you are, whoever wrote this, you're absolutely right. Um, if you don't have faith behind your prayer, it is just words. Mm -hmm. um, now, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask this question to you, the audience, as well. Um, if I pray a prayer of unbelief. Will God still answer that prayer? What do you think? A prayer of unbelief. I'm praying. Because mm -hmm. God, in, in Matthew chapter 6, it says that uh, when you pray, when you fast, and when you do good work, God mm -hmm. expects us to pray. Right. And people pray religious type prayers all the time. People pray prayers um, that are 
like the Our Father. Okay, we say it with so much um, redundancy, with without any real basic, even expectation of what is going to happen. So when we pray in that manner, does God still answer those prayers? I mean, I'd have to say no, um, only, only because faith is the key. Faith okay. has to be employed. Um, believing with expectation is faith. So if you're just praying because it sounds good or it's, it's a, it's a uh, repetitive type of thing or this is just something that you were, 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 uh, were taught, um, I, I believe that you know God turns his ear to it because it's it's not coming from a effectual place. Okay. Um, I've given this a lot of thought. And there's certain keys that I say are part of a prayer. One is you pray in the name of Jesus. Again, he's the key, he's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Okay. It's at the level of faith that you have. Some people have a little faith for mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know what? I just need to pray. Not really knowing how or if God's going to answer that. But the smallest seed, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be ye removed and it will, shall happen. All prayer, I'm going to say this, is effectual. All prayer, even the prayers of doubt, even the prayers of unbelief, even the prayers that are ritualistic, there is some type of an effect on it. Because again, the word of God will not come back to him void. Okay? But what we're talking about is at your level of faith is at the level at which you pray. It's that simple. If I have little faith for this, but I'm, I'm going to the one who can fix it or make it better or will hear me, that's my level of faith. When I, go, when I take it, kick it up a, a couple notches and I start praying with expectation, now my prayer is a little bit more effectual mm -hmm. as well. Okay? So all prayer is effectual. Right? But you want it to be more effectual. You want it to be, um, I don't want to say getting God's attention, but almost undeniable. How's that for an answer? Undeni powerful. Powerful. Undeniable. I am pressing into the one who can actually do this. Right? That's the level of faith. So uh, that comment about, are you praying just words or are you praying by faith? It's actually both. It is words, right? And sometimes, as uh, Minister Xavier talked about earlier too, is because we're not taught or, or have learned to employ the words of God, right? Our prayers are... Uh, not as impactful. Let me give you an example, okay? 
I use this. I, I, I say there's the, there's more than two types, but I, I generally categorize prayer into two types. Okay, back in the Iraq War, and I don't remember which one it was, the first one, um, Saddam Hussein had these missiles and these rockets, and they were called scud bombs. Okay, and they were huge missiles, and they had power. They had um, the, the power to destroy a lot of things. The thing that the scud bombs did not have was accuracy and guidance. They kind of just pointed it toward their enemy and fired it. Wherever it hit, it hit. If it hit a, a, a installation, cool. That's what they thought. If it didn't, it still had an effect. Mm -hmm. Okay? The United States came in with what they call smart bombs. Okay? These smart bombs were so precise that they hit the target every time. Okay? When you pray, do your prayers hit the target or the need or the situation every time? Or are you just praying a scud bomb hoping that it hits the right target? Okay, for example, uh, going back to Fred and Mary. Okay, um, uh, they're in trouble. And Fred says, you know what? I got to take some of this and I, I need to change. I need to seek out God because I'm messing this up. So Fred starts to pray. He says, Lord, you, you heard Mary. You heard what she said. I don't want a divorce. I don't want a separation. I really don't know what to say other than I need your help. I need you to, to restore what we had lost, the passion, the intimacy, the trust, the respect. And even if I didn't have it then, teach me and help me to be better as a husband. And I got nowhere else to go, so I'm going to you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Okay? That's a prayer. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. He's not sure how God's going to answer. But he's going to God saying, I'm in trouble. I need you. The second prayer is this. Lord, I come to you because Mary is not happy in our marriage. I have done things. I have taken advantage. I've done whatever the situation is. But your word says that, I, that we will be enraptured with each other's love. This is what you have said. Your word says that which you have joined, let no man, including myself, cause this to be split up or cause this a thunder, if you will. Your word says that you, for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother to take on the helpmate, to take on the wife. And I know and believe that you built, you instituted marriage. And because you did this, and because your word says that we shall be intertwined, that we shall be, and I shall have the wife of my youth again, I'm, 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 I'm going to stand on your word, I'm going to change my actions, and I'm going to believe that we shall be restored in your name. 
And in the name of Jesus, it shall be done. And I thank you, Lord, for this. Now, the second prayer, I employed the word of God. Because the word of God is powerful, active, and sharpened the two-edged sword. It also says in Isaiah that it shall not return to a void, but it shall succeed, it shall prosper, and it shall accomplish that which has been sent to do. So when God hears his word, he, he says, angels, somebody is employing my word. Somebody is using my own words. Not against me, but they're, they're calling me out. They're saying, you said this. You said that we shall be united. We shall be in rapture. We shall be as one. We're not one right now. Angels, I need you to go, go, go help Fred out. Help him. Bring in the ministers that he needs. Give him enlightenment into the word. Holy Spirit, give him the, the ability and the power to make changes in his life. Help Mary in this situation as well. God is moving now. He's doing things because Fred is praying smart bombs. They're precise. They're not, um, maybe it might work, maybe it won't. He's actually saying this will work because God never fails. God is always faithful. So again, pray, believe with expectation. Now, why did I put that word expectation? Because uh, we have to expect, you know, what we were, like the example prayer that you just gave. We have to expect that. You know, we are implying um, God's word in our prayer, so we got to expect okay. it to be right. I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball. You ready for this? Maybe. Okay, here we go. It's this. Lord, if it be your will, heal me. <laughs> Lord, if it be your will, make my marriage better. Lord, if it be your will, save my children. What am I saying when I say that? You, you, that you kind of just, you okay with either result. That's what I get from it. Okay. You know, if, what, I'm, what I'm also saying is this. I don't know what your will is in my marriage. I don't know what your will is for my children. I don't know what your will is regarding my health. I really don't know you. According to scriptures that I have found, there's only one time that you're allowed to say if. And that is, if there be a tomorrow. That's why a lot of times when you and I are going our separate ways uh, at work, whatever, <coughs> excuse me, and you say, see you tomorrow, and I almost always, and now you don't even say that, uh, say, um, Lord willing. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only time I can actually say if with confidence because it's not up to me, it's up to him. He is totally sovereign. So, again, what we're looking at is prayer and making your prayer more effectual. Um, there's so many things that we can employ with this um, prayer. Um, but the whole crux of today's broadcast is to be able to stand when that wave hits you. You're not alone. You have the word of God. You have the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You have the, 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 uh, the, the Bible. You have ministers. You have 
uh, people who've gone through these things. You have all of these tactics about calling out the army of God, which we didn't even really talk about, having people join and undergird you and saying, I'm going to stand with you until this situation changes. And either you're going to get the result or you're going to know one way or another. Mm -hmm. Right? These are things that you can do to stand against that wave so you don't start tumbling and falling back and are, are being bounced around like, a, like a, a, a ball in a wave or whatever. This is what we want for you. This is what we want for those listening uh, uh, that are interacting right now on Facebook, those that will be listening on YouTube, and those that are listening for the first time in podcasts. We want the best for you. We want to, to make you stronger, um, to, to become an undefeatable, invincible warrior for the Lord, because we have work to do. And we're going to give you the tools to the best that we can. Everything that we talked about today was just like an intro. Yeah, yeah. We're going to break this down more and more and more, so that way you're going to say, you're not going to say, teach me how to pray. You're not going to use that term anymore. You're going to know how to pray. And you're going to know that it's effectual. You're going to know that it is powerful. You're going to know that it will get the results. It may not be exactly 100% of the results that you want, because God is still God. But it will have an effect on that situation. Um, I have a little announcement here that I need to read. And then we're going to um, give you our, our closing thoughts if you will. Um, again, I want to welcome our podcasters that are listening to this for the first time. Um, I really don't understand all of this technology and all of this social media stuff, but um, please, if you think that this is different, because we're not a church. We're not trying to be a church. We're not trying to be preachy. We're not trying to be a Sunday service or anything like that. We want to be real. We want to present the God that we know in a manner in which you may have never heard it or seen it before. Because this is so real to us. We are approaching times and times where a lot of these teachings will go by the wayside. While we yet have daylight, while we yet have the ability to talk to you and share with you, we're going to do our best to give you the God that we know and to present a church that maybe you have never seen. Because a lot of you are listening to this and seeing this for the first time today or, or just being introduced to this. Um, the church that you have seen is not the church that God really wants us to become. But we're going to get there. I absolutely 1,000% believe it because God said it. He's going to raise up for himself a bride without spot, without wrinkle. The question is, are you going to be part of that? Mm -hmm. And you had the opportunity to become part of that by just saying, you know what? I, I don't know everything that Pastor was talking about, but you know what? I know that there's a void in my life. There's something that I need. And I'm going to tell you, it's God. With God, all things are possible. Um, now, I'm going to, uh, if you are looking for us and you're listening and, uh, uh, through podcasts, you can find us at godscoffeetable at gmail.com. Uh, we are live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. East, uh, Eastern Standard 
savings time for our Facebook and YouTube. Um, we also have a web page, and it's called um, Warriors of Faith. And then you can see the tab. But there, the web page needs to be updated, um, so it's not doesn't have all the information. I'm gonna say this as well. Okay, um, I don't care about a title. I don't care about glory. I don't care about any of that stuff. There is one ultimate thing that I really, really want in my personal life, and it has nothing to do with this, uh, and it has everything to do with this. Um, I want to hear from God, well done, my good and faithful servant. Okay? We do this because this is what God has put in our hearts to do. Okay? This is for you. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the, all the panel guesses that we're going to have and um, different things like that. Um, I really, really want you to hear this, and I really, really want you to become more and to be able to stand against the enemy and not only stand against the enemy, but be a force in this age to help others, to show them the, the truth about our God and who he is, and who we are. Um, if you are moved or feel that this is something that you can gravitate towards, tell somebody about it as well. Share it with somebody. Um, again, it's not about us. It's all about you and God and who he is and who you are in him. Um, you have anything you want to say? Yeah. Um, I just want to say that prayer, it is very important. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a centerpiece of our, of our faith. Um, but not knowing how to pray discourages people. Mm -hmm. And it, is, it, it, it makes them not pray with the thought of not knowing how to pray. And like you said earlier, to pray at the level of faith that we have, pour your heart out to God. It doesn't have to be a traditional prayer. You can be walking, you can be laying down, you can be you know, on your job, you can be driving, just talk to God. It can just be a conversation, pour your heart out. Now, when your faith grows and you're in your word, that's when you can start the smart bomb prayers, but like you said earlier, all prayer is effectual. If you just pour your heart out, there's no right way to pray. There's not no guideline of this is how you pray. You know, but when you pray, when you pray, make sure that you just give it to God and um, just pour your heart out. And I, I just think that the discouraging of the discouragement of not knowing how to pray causes us to not pray. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we're going to be talking about prayer. We're going to talk about um, unanswered prayers as well. Because that's all part of it. And this is something that um, people get discouraged about. Well, I've been praying this for, yeah. you know, yeah. three weeks, and it yeah. still hasn't come to pass. Um, okay. That doesn't make God a liar. Yeah. That just means not yet. Yeah. You know. So we're going to teach you about prayer. We're going to teach you about the, the weapons of the enemy and how you can stand against not only the initial attack, but on that constant, constant wearing down process that he's involved in right now in your life. 
Um, we wish you the best. We want you to be the best because you are the best in God. Uh, we thank you for coming to God's Coffee Table. Remember, for those of you on the podcast, you can find us at gmail.com. Um, and let me read out the other one. Facebook and YouTube as well. Um, please join us and let others know. Have a great and blessed evening. And we look forward to seeing you next week at God's Coffee Table. Thank you.